Welcome to Season 4 of Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. This podcast is not just information, but impartation and activation. We believe that every conversation will encourage, equip, and empower you to live the daily supernatural life. Subscribe to this podcast and then share every episode with your friends and family and be activated. Hello, friends. Welcome to Prophetic Now. This is your host, Brother Tom Sotranto, and uh, glad you could join me today. And uh, I have a special treat for you today. And uh, I advertised a little while in case you didn't see it, but I have a friend of mine that I've known for, I guess, about maybe 12 years, Jared Lasky. And um, he was the guy that first interviewed me the first time, then posted on his podcast, Charisma Magazine. He's now written a book and it's called The Baptism with the Holy Spirit. And, you know, a lot of the stuff that I've been teaching for the past couple of months, you know, we've been talking about preparation, becoming a warrior, the secret place and the power, knowing who you are, taking authority and becoming the what you're called to be. And it all starts with, you know, without him, we can do nothing. It all starts with the Holy Spirit. And it's so on time to have him on today to talk about his new book, um, The Baptism with the Holy Spirit, to talk about, I know we know that there's a Godhead, there's a Father, there's a Son, there's a Holy Spirit. And when Jesus left and he says, wait until you receive power from on high, in other words, without the power thereof, we cannot do anything. Without him, we can do nothing. And so it's critical to dive a little deeper into the subject of the Holy Spirit we know who the Holy Spirit is, and we, but we can talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. What's that look like? What can we expect? And what do we, how do we position ourselves to have the fullness and come into alignment with our calling and our assignment? Because without the power of the Holy Spirit, we can do nothing. It's good to have him on. Um, y'all get your questions ready or and we're going to go into ministry afterwards, but I wanted to give Jared opportunity to talk a little bit about his book, what God's been doing with him. And he was here in this area where I'm at in Hampton Roads for a while. And then God called him. He's been in uh, Arizona and um, he's also he's served our nation well. So he's been through some things. I'll let, if he wants to talk about that, he's he's battled PSPD and different things. But uh, he's over. God's raised him up and everything we go through the processes and things that God may allow in our lives is to all things are to work together for good for them that are called according to his purpose. And so we're so thankful for what God has done in our lives to get us to this point. But I wanted to bring Jared on today to talk about his new book, and then we can dive a little bit in. I got some questions I want to ask him about the Holy Spirit and how God actually got him to the point. You know, he's wrote, he's written other things, but this book right here is really, um, I think, a turning point in his ministry. And I wanted to uh, ask him a few questions, kind of to stretch and pull out the things that are not in the book. <laughs> so, Jared, thanks for coming on. If you want to add a little bit about to what I've said, go ahead. And I'll give you a, a few minutes to talk about you, you know, what's, what God's laid on your heart. Well, it's an honor. It's a pleasure, Thomas. I mean, we've been going back for quite a while. And I'd had you on my podcast, man early on in March of 2020, and that episode went viral. You prophesied a, a number of things that came within the weeks and in the months ahead in the year 2020, but also things into the future. And that was put on Charisma Magazine online as one of the top five most significant words, prophetic words for the year of 2020. 
the podcast episode itself was shared by the thousands, by the thousands of people. So I love capturing people's stories. So my background is I love Jesus. I love the Holy Spirit. I've got the ministry, Fireborn Ministries. I just want to glorify Jesus through it all. So I I wrote the book recently because he is my life message. That's the main thing that I I love is is the Holy Spirit. And I I needed to get that message out there. I love doing webinars and seminars, podcasting, meeting people, ministering in churches and all that. So I'm I'm excited to be on prophetic now. Hey man, hey, and we're glad to have you because uh I know from the day I met you, you know, prophetically speaking, I think the first time we met that we were online and I started uh I was just giving words, you know, as, as the Holy Spirit led. And then I think that you came on and I started reading your mail and started prophesying like dead on. And then you reached out to me and the rest is history. But um, I knew from the first time that I met you that God had a special calling on your life. And uh, Jared works in the gifts, too. So, you know, he, he prophesies and he works in different gifts. He's not a neophyte. He's been through the school of hard knocks, just like me, you know, God's really, you know, he's learned many things, many different ways, but there's some things you can only learn through the school of hard knocks. And, um, and so I, I appreciate Jarek coming on and, and, I, and he, for those, you know, haven't had a chance to maybe look at his book, I'm going to give him a chance to put it on there. I, I saw it on Amazon and then Jarek forwarded me a copy. I read it. And um, so I have some questions I wanted to ask him about some of the chapters that were in the book that he could throw it out there and, and, and maybe uh, segue into ministry. And maybe y'all may have some questions that y'all might want to ask him, but Jared, I noticed that when I was reading your book and um, I was, it was kind of painting a picture for me, you know, and I was, you know, I, I was reading past the words, you know, the spirit behind the words. And, and then God was just kind of showing me things. And um, I wanted to ask you a few questions, you know, in chapter two, you were talking about, um, personal encounter of the Holy Spirit, you know, and, and it, it's in a personal, it's an individual thing for every person, how God encounters him. But um, maybe you can talk about how God encountered you, or maybe you want to add to how you observed in a unique way or a special way or a powerful way that you see God encounter an individual. Maybe they were seeking and maybe they weren't. I wasn't. God, you know, visited me in the night hour and I wasn't even looking for him. But how the ministry of the the encounter of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, well, can I? Maybe I could answer that in reverse. <laughs> so, just about thirty minutes ago, I was on another podcast. Uh, this young man named Jr. The Jr. Podcast, and he was really excited, and he was interviewing me. And I took a step of faith. I said, "Well, we'll see if the Holy Jesus wants to baptize you with the Holy Spirit right here, right now, or do something spiritual, supernatural." And he didn't, we prayed. I mean, it's his, his podcast, but when Thomas uh, principle to the kingdom is when someone asks you questions is an invitation. The Holy Spirit's giving you an invitation to be a partner in that. And I, because he was so excited, he was, um, you know, I said, well, let's pray. And he had a vision of Jesus, a vision of Jesus. And, uh, you know, he felt the power of God flowing through him. He didn't receive a prayer language, but I was like, no pressure. It's, you know, Jesus is the baptizer of the spirit. He'll, he'll give that to you soon. You know, so that was just in the last hour where this guy had a significant spiritual, supernatural encounter with the Holy Spirit. And I was a guest on his podcast. <laughs> wow. So for me, you know, uh, that's an invitation. So for me, I was 18 years old. 
I'd actually, when I was 17, I had a burst appendix. I grew up in a Christian church, but I didn't serve the Lord. Uh, I was partying and doing my thing, but I was, I was, uh, 17 years old, ended up in the hospital from this burst appendix. And it's in the hospital that I started feeling the manifest presence of God like never before. And then I, uh, I, I knew I needed to serve him. He was, he was calling me. I, I couldn't deny the manifest presence. I'd never felt that kind of a power of the Holy Spirit in my life before, even though I was raised in a Christian church, but they didn't believe in the spiritual gifts. Uh, but God was speaking to me through dreams since I was 12 or 13. So I decided to serve the Lord. I decided to go all in for him. So within seven or eight months, I jumped in. I went to a discipleship training school where within a month and a half, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And for me, I didn't know what it was, <laughs> but make a long story short, this spiritual, I went to my mentor and he laid hands on me and he had the faith, which I real quick Clean my heart. I was like, he's like, oh, I believe you can receive speaking in tongues now. I was like, okay, whatever that is. He laid hands on me. And as Jesus came into the room, his presence came into the room. Then this one syllable came to my mind and I started speaking it out. And then boom, like this river came, this yeah. power, this light, you know, went through my whole body, waves of glory, waves of power, electricity. Wow. There's probably three or four waves in the next two, two and a half hours or so. Wow. And I was praising, I was laughing, I was crying, I was speaking in tongues. And Sam was leading me in and uh, giving God thanks. And I was like, I can never be the same from yeah. this. And since that day, I've been through thick and thin. You know, I've been through a couple of wars as a Marine, but I've seen God do powerful things in Iraq, Afghanistan. Uh, I've seen God use me to interpret dreams on the front lines. Oh of uh, as a marine and you know people would come to me I'd, I'd be working in the command operations center in ramadi iraq and guys would come to me from other forward operating bases and they knew do you interpret dreams and i was like god does it through me just like in daniel daniel you know i don't want to take the credit i want to give all the credit to god and so god used me and that's something that charisma charisma magazine actually wrote an article years ago wow. and they they titled it mm -hmm. uh they, they titled it modern day Joseph. I don't see myself as a modern day Joseph, but that's what they titled. And it was my testimony of God using me on the front lines, but I've been writing and traveling and doing seminars, podcasting and having a lot of fun with that. Mm -hmm. So, um, he's, he, he wants to be poured out in power, especially in this day and age. Hey, um, that's so good. And I, I just want to add to that, you know, first off, you know, when I got the baptism of the Holy spirit, I was seeking it and, I, for three months, people were laying oil. So I'm just, I'm just going to help some people out there. And people were anointing me with oil. And I went to the pastor's office and he would pray and he would sing in tongues and he would hug me and rock. And we, and I'd go forward and it, it's in you open your mouth. And I didn't get it for like three months. I fasted a week. And then um, I was in Charleston, South Carolina, Goose Naval Weapon Station, TDY. And I was in my hotel room and I was just seeking God, seeking God. I fasted a week. I told God I wasn't going to eat until I heard from him. And I, at the end of the week, God showed up in a big way. And when it hit me, baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, I had the, um, when I got saved, I had God poured liquid love on me. And some people say that was a baptismal love. And that was an encounter I had. But this encounter was totally different. It, it came up from within me. It didn't come upon me. The baptismal love was like oil that ran down upon me. And I knew it was love. But this came up inside me like a rumbling. And it came up and I started speaking Arabic. 
then it went to Native mm. American, and then it went to Asian, and they did it for like an hour straight. And um, so what am I saying? I'm saying that this gift is available for anyone. Everybody, mm -hmm. God wants to have relationship with all his children. And this is one gift out there. Then you don't just get one gift. God gives many according to his need, his purpose, his timing. But this is one gift that he wants you to have because you need to have the Holy Spirit intercede for you when you know not how to pray and you need that prayer language. And and so you may have to seek it and it may take you a while, but you will get it. And so I want to kind of segue and shift out of the initial baptismal of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, which is available to anybody. And you can reach out to me later if you need it, you want to seek it and we talk about it in the sidebar. But I wanted to talk about the... Um, the encounters of the Holy Spirit after, and I can throw a couple examples on there. When I was ministering and I, I was confronted with a witch or at times when I was um, doing deliverance ministry, casting out demons, and the Holy Spirit came upon me in a stronger and a supernatural way. And it was all God. And it was the power of God. If you want to kind of maybe address that a little bit, what's, you know, we can talk about the initial, but that don't mean it's one and done. We are out there, we're out in the warfare, we're in the battle, we're on the front lines like you were in Afghanistan. And sometimes we need reinforcements. Sometimes we need to be resupplied. Sometimes we need that power that only God, that we get the victory only through, through what he's given us to that power. And that, uh, and, uh, that and, and we can talk about it coming upon you or coming up out of you. Do you want to kind of maybe dive into that a little bit? Well, yeah. So the, the, we receive the Holy Spirit the moment we give our life to Jesus. We receive, and you could call that baptized in the, the Spirit, baptized in the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit's within you. But then there's the steps of obedience and the baptism with the Holy Spirit or the baptism upon you. And there's different Greek terms for that, in, epi, and ein. And so there's some people are like kind of confused when they see the differences or the variations, but the baptism with the Holy Spirit is when the Holy Spirit is the promised gift that Jesus has, that God the Father has given us. It's for us. It's to you, your children, and all who are far off, as many as who call on the name of the Lord, Acts chapter 2, verses 38 through 39. It's the empowerment, the enablement of power to be a better equipped witness everywhere you go. And uh, there, there's tongues that can be part of that. There's the prophetic. We see the signs of the prophetic coming forth. There's boldness to preach the gospel when we, we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But most importantly, there's got to be love. Love for God, love for others. But after the baptism with the Holy Spirit, for me, it was a very powerful encounter that I we just shared minutes ago. And there are many fillings afterward. We are filled with the Holy Spirit, but we can have these daily encounters, these daily experiences we could pray until something happens. Thomas, what is the best way to see revival? Is to have revival in your prayer closet. To go into your secret place and pray and pray until something happens. So push, encounter the Holy Spirit. You could shake, you could cry, you could uh, whatever. Have a revival meeting there. I mean, I, I love going to revivals. I'm cool with people who are legit who, to lay hands on me, whether there's the different manifestations. I don't seek the manifestations. I seek the giver. I seek Jesus himself. And so, uh, but there are many feelings. Ephesians chapter 5, 18, it says, do not get drunk with wine, 
but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the the Greek says the complete, if you will, our, our English language is limited because yeah. there's so much to the Hebrew and the Aramaic and the Greek of the Bible. Our English language can only capture so much, but the complete translation, if you will, it doesn't work well in English, but it's be being continuously filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. So after the baptism of the Holy Spirit, there are many fillings, many different types of encounters. The Holy Spirit is given to us without measure, limitless. So I could go into the secret place of prayer, seek the face of Jesus, receive a filling, receive and call it an encounter if you want, have a, a vision, encounter Jesus, and it's just through intimacy with him. I'm seeking him for him, but he loves to pour out his gifts. He loves to pour out his, his grace and his power. And so we have a revival meeting there. And then we go out into the world with whatever job, vocation we have, whatever our tasks, even in our families, and we live the spirit-empowered life. And we have the opportunity to partner with the Holy Spirit, to prophesy over people, to bless them, to uh, be generous to people, and just to show the love of Jesus. We are Christians, so we are little Christs, if you will. We represent him on the face of the earth. We have the privilege to represent him and to glorify him. Uh, And he does the work through us. His dunamis power, the power of God, is his ability, his might, his work through us. And we get to partner with him. So uh, that's that's my life message, man. That's good. Is hey, hey, um, all that. So I want to kind of talk a little bit and tie that into ministry or the coming season, prophetically speaking, you know, some of the things I've been putting out there. And it's so critical and not just past, present, but I'm talking about future, what's coming and how why we were chosen to be here for such a time as this, that without him, we can do nothing. And what does he mean with that? You can go back to early church where he said, wait and hear until you receive power from on high. In other words, without me, you can do nothing. And without the power of the Holy Spirit and without walking in that, it's almost like... um, practicing the presence and uh, being aware of he's he'll never leave you nor forsake you you have the power that god had in you it's a matter of coming into the authority and the understanding to release like jared was saying come into partnership or agreement with him out of relationship and so it's critical that we walk knowing that we have the authority and we have the dumas power in us to be released according to god's plan not ours and so that means that we have to have relationship we have to spend time with him and and you know it's like um there's a difference you know we could look at what happened in the early church the early church there were signs miracles and wonders they were laying hands on the sick and all that and we've seen times where things were dry and they were stale and it's not never broke on god's end but where i'm going at is is we, we why do you think Jarrett? And I kind of know the answer, but I'm just going to try to pull this out of you. Why do you think that we're not seeing the signs, miracles, wonders, and the giftings being released like we saw in the early church? And and I'm, 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 I think that we're going into that. But what's the main clog in the pipe? Or what is the main thing that's keeping us from not operating in the fullness thereof? Well... Number one, I would say we need more people to surrender, to be surrendered to the Holy Spirit. And we need to get away from the celebrity mentality that we have. 
We need to be the church. We need to be the called out ones, the assembly. And that looks in like in so many different ways, whether it's four walls in a church building, whether it's in our homes, whether it's micro church, whether it's connected through technology. But I would say that I see the Holy Spirit move in power almost daily, almost daily. And signs and we don't follow signs and wonders. Signs and wonders follow us because we follow Jesus. Come on, that's good. And and so we could see signs and wonders daily, you know, but the, I think one of the main things is to be focused on Jesus, be surrendered to him. And, you know, I, it's not my place to judge ministries or whatever. You know, I, I have the way I operate. I'm going to stay in my own lane. But I love to equip people to do what Jesus did. To And what did Jesus show us? Prayer, surrender. What did Jesus do? He, he went to the mountaintops. He prayed. He had to go away from the masses to pray. The disciples would wake up in the morning wow. and find go have to go find him, you know, and he's in prayer. Yeah. But in the place of prayer, he learned some keys that we can learn. He only did what he saw the Father yes, doing. Come on, bro. So we could surrender in our times of prayer. We ask him questions. He gives us the directions. We're according to the word of God, the scripture, and then we just obey. And we're living that surrendered spirit empowered life. Um, It's not a program. It's a person. Yeah. I think of that verse when he says, what you do in secret, I reward you openly. In other words, the power comes from being on the knees. Power comes out of relationship and seeking him. And he's a war, a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And when we make him number one, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things will be added unto you. We can't seek God second, third, or fourth. We have to make him the priority, knowing without him we can do nothing. And out of that relationship, there's powerful things that happen in that prayer closet. Like pray big because and expect big because we got a big God. But in if a man thinks he stand a woman take heed lest you fall. And you know, a lot of, if you're in the Western world where you have safety nets, you have social security, you have Medicaid, you have food bank, you have all these different programs that you can lean on. You're less likely to say, well, you, it's easy to get lackadaisical toward your relationship with God, knowing that without him, you can do nothing. And all good things come from him. And that he, he, he's working to bring about, a calling you're not your own you're bought with a price and you and it and so when we see these things a lot of it is to get us to that place willingly by or or god will, will put hooks in your jaw to get you to the place where you're seeking him and putting him first and then out of that relationship and and because he's so good and when you're exposed to his love and his goodness yeah. that it just it 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 it, it propels you to walk like him to talk like him, to act like him, to see others the way he sees others, to see yourself the way you see your the way he sees you. And and it transforms you in that time sp- spent with God is time well spent. And there's a transformation that takes place that that clears the lens where the Holy Spirit can shine brighter. And he, he and people see less of you and see more of him because of that relationship. Amen. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, some people say, um, you know how Jesus says the great commandment, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, love your neighbor as yourself. We misinterpret that. 
that's not talking about self-love. I mean, that's kind of important, right? Mm -hmm. To be confident in who you are. I call it Christ esteem, knowing who you are and whose you are in Christ Jesus. But Jesus was actually saying there, it's a revelation between you and God of knowing how much God loves you. And again, our English language is limited. Use a Bible translation that that you want to use, okay? Uh, what, what is best for you to that reads clearly that you can understand. But love the Lord your God with all your soul, heart, mind, strength. Love your neighbor as as yourself. Yeah. Not loving self, but having that revelation in the languages it shows. It's your revelation of how much God loves you. You turn around and you go love your neighbors. And so receiving that, and that comes through the place of prayer, the place of the secret place. Yeah, amen. That's good. Uh, uh, I'm going to kind of shift a little bit and understand that, you know, we could talk about this later. And a lot of people just follow me already know where I stand on this. We've gone into depths, but it's in that secret place. You know, it, you can, it don't, you don't have to be around a Christian long to see the words that come out of their mouth or to the action or when you're squeezed to see what comes out of them, to see what kind of relationship they have, you know, and a lot of times people will chase the cult of personalities or prophetic people instead of going to God themselves to get what they should be getting at the foot of Jesus. But I wanted to talk about, um, you know, in some scriptures, it talks about the Holy Spirit. It talks about like a wind, the rushing of a mighty wind or the blowing of the Holy Spirit. I've even seen people in ministry and they'll get on the mic and they'll, and then it just seems like it releases the power of God. And some of that show and tell, but I'm actually believe that in the anointing behind it is actually because I've talked to people that I know that I respect that it's like, that's real. It's happened. I, I, I don't do courtesy falls, but when that happened, it knocked me down and I was looking at the ceiling, right. Or the, um, when God moves in that type of way, corporately, you know, a lot of times we, we see God individually in a secret place and we have the power in us, but sometimes that corporate power of the Holy spirit, when it blows in like that wind and it moves, can you talk about the difference between that and the, and the other, the secret place? Yeah, so the wind of the Holy Spirit, there's the, the Hebrew word ruach, there's the Koine Greek term uh, pneuma, you know, wind, breath, spirit that correlates with the creation of Adam and Eve, the breath of God was breathed into man and woman, making them humans. But then there's these correlations we see on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit was poured out, there is the sound it was like the sound of like a tornado, the sound of a wind, and it brought people out of their places. And it, as the Holy Spirit was poured out in power upon the 120 in the upper room, they poured out into the streets, praising God, speaking in languages they didn't know. And then people were saved, probably 3,000 people, where Peter probably preached the gospel was from the upper room onto the temple courts for 3,000 people to hear wow. and see what God was doing. And then 3,000 came, many were baptized, and the church was was there. Now, just as Jesus, he did this, he, he breathed on his disciples and said, receive the Holy Spirit. I've seen different theological people or pastors have different things about that, saying this is the moment that the disciples became Christians. You know, uh, I believe Jesus was showing the metaphor of what was to come. He, he breathed on his disciples saying, receive the Holy Spirit. And if there was a born again experience in that moment, you know, God knows I can't dig that up and debate it or whatever. But then on the day of Pentecost, the breath, the pneuma, the ruach of yeah. God came 
and breathed upon the disciples, poured out in power. Uh, there's so much that transpired, and they're just in the first four verses of Acts chapter two. You could spend a lifetime trying to dissect all that, uh, you know, uh, the breath of God. But then in, in our day, because you and I have the Holy Spirit, you know, he does things. Some things, well, it's not of this world, right? Mm -hmm. And so he does things that our minds can't fully comprehend. Can we fully comprehend the Trinity? No. Can we fully comprehend everything that Jesus did? No. No, not in this lifetime, but at least we're learning in this life. But Thomas, I was just recently on uh, Kathy DeGraw's TV show. We taped a bunch of episodes of her Prophetic Spiritual Warfare show that will be on the Sid Roth Supernatural Network. And we were talking about the Holy Spirit my favorite person, yes. my best friend. Amen. And, and as we're taping, we're, we're into it. And I, I just knew I had this Holy spirit surge in me, in my lungs and in obedience. It wasn't a show because there are some people that put on shows, right? Yep. We can be real. There are false people out there yep. and there are showmen, but I felt the Holy Spirit say below. So I told everybody and it's a taping. So it, it, it hasn't aired. It won't air for a, a while, but I was like, I'm going to blow and, and people are going to receive Come on. and the power surged up out of me. And I released it. Come on, brother. And, and by faith and the power hit the studio set. And then after the taping, laying hands on people in, in the studio set. And then Thomas, I was on this podcast, Tony Myers the other day. And by faith, the Holy Spirit told me as I was prophesying over this, this lady, because we ended up prophesying over people who are chatting and taking steps of faith. Every dude, these prophecies were just, whoa, like making me like, whoa. But everybody started saying, yes, yes. I even prophesied Jesus through me, prophesied a, a, a book uh, that someone is reading about Ooh. Smith Wigglesworth. I was prophesying. I was like, you have the faith like Smith Wigglesworth. I was like recommending you start reading up on Smith Wigglesworth. Come the person on. said, I'm reading his book now. That's confirmation. Yes, come on. And then there's this other lady who I was praying and prophesying over. And I, I felt like I had to blow. And I said, I'm, you know, in three, I'm going to, I'm going to blow. And you're going to feel the fire of God, the healing power anointing in your hands. And I did it. She testified. Even Tony calls me the next day and says she felt it. So it's just an act of faith. Yes. We're partnering with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He can do what he wants, when he wants, how he wants. If he wants to talk to us through a burning bush, yeah. let him. Come on. Okay. Amen. If, like, why, why in this day and age do we think that we've moved on from that? Man. Yeah. Dude, Thomas, you and I both, you know, there are times where we're praying and prophesying over people and you step into their dream. Like there are times where I know someone starts talking to me and I tell them their dream in the name of Jesus before they tell me, Yeah, you know, how did that happen? It's Jesus. Yeah. Okay. How it works. I don't fully know, but it's more real than here and now. Yeah. You can hear God's voice and prophesy. Every person with the spirit of God living in them can be used by God for entry-level prophecy. Entry-level prophecy is the starting point of an incredible adventure in hearing God's voice and prophesying. Prophecy encourages, comforts, and edifies people. And our heart is to equip and educate you to hear God and prophesy, walking it out as a lifestyle. And that's why we created Entry-Level Prophecy eCourse on CharismaCourses.com. Through this powerful eCourse, you will be equipped to hear 
God and to prophesy. You will gain the necessary biblical understanding needed to take a step of faith and speak what you hear God saying to see people encouraged, comforted, and edified. In this course, you'll learn about the fruit of the Spirit, the character traits of God, how to receive and deliver a prophecy, how to judge a prophecy, and what foundation you need to prophesy, and what heart motivations are necessary to prophesy. When you enroll in this e-course, you'll also have access to bonus materials and our live coaching sessions. Go to charismacourses.com to purchase entry-level prophecy and learn how to hear God's voice and prophesy. And we could talk about supernatural encounters. I had that happen to me one time where somebody came on Facebook and it was a guy that was on actually Sid Roth and uh, Bridges, whatever. And um, he said, I had a dream and he wouldn't tell nobody what dream it was. And then I went, I just tapped in the spirit. I saw it like a movie picture. I told him what his dream was. And then I told him what the interpretation was. He reached out to me and that happened to me one time. And I, so I know it's a real thing. You know, it happened to Daniel and the same God of Daniel is the same God for today. But going back to what you were talking about, the people that, um, with the disciples when they received the Holy Spirit and all, there was a place, I believe it was in Mark. He says, have you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit since you believed? In other words, you can believe God and you can have the seal of the Holy Spirit. You could be a Christian and on your way to heaven and not have yet received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And that's a separate act of the Holy Spirit. Just like the, um, I want to talk about an encounter I had. I was at a witch's convention and um, a witch came up to me and she knew my name. Holy Spirit, a piece of the Holy Spirit came upon me. I went and sat and talked to this lady. And as I was talking to her, and people had followed me, I put the story out there before. Her face changed. It went out of focus. Then it changed from a woman's face to a man's face. And then it elevated up and then it came back down. And when that happened, I heard God speak. I didn't, and, and it was sounded audible like it was coming from this direction, but it was actually coming from what out of me. But it, but I felt like it was coming at me at this direction. And he says, um, greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. And it sounded like God was yeah. speaking like that. And he said, test the spirit. And he told me to test the spirit. <clears throat> but when he, when he spoke to me like that, there was a holy boldness that came up out of me. It rose up in me. And so, uh, only way I could explain it is probably like what Samson made, would feel when the, when the spirit came upon him. And I had the Holy Spirit in me. I had the baptism and Holy the evidence of speaking in tongues. But this was a separate thing altogether it was a holy boldness that rose up in me i had no fear at all and then later on god told me after it was all over with he says i wanted you to see what you'd be up against you'll see it again but you know that my spirit would be with you and i'll give you what to say and so that was a kind of a separate act altogether of the power of the holy spirit moving in a totally different way that i normally don't hear other people talking about such as i've heard stories of people being shot at with guns and and the bullets not hitting them or or seeing things in slow motion, like you see it. And, and, you know, like when Jesus was being threatened and they tried to push him over the cliff and he said he walked between the midst of them. And mm -hmm. that's a power of the Holy Spirit where he was walking in regular or, or expedient time where they were walking in a different time. In other words, time, space, distance, all that stuff. When God moves in the power of the Holy Spirit and many different other applications other than speaking in tongues or giftings in the supernatural miracle realm, where healings and lame will walk, the death of arisen, and uh, these other acts are, are something that we can tap into according to God's timing, God's calling, God's plan, and it's all him. He's orchestrated it. I had the Holy Spirit. I could tap in. I worked in the giftings, but this was something different. It was a supernatural move of the Holy Spirit that came upon me, and um, 
And God told me, he said, I'd see it again. So I know that we're going into a season. I seen my scroll. We, I'll talk to you about this. I seen my scroll yeah. in heaven and, and I, and it was written in Hebrew. And I, I, I said, I don't, under, he said, it's not time for you to understand. And I knew that when I knew that it was my future, God got excited. He jumped up, he started spinning and dancing. And, and I knew that God and things in heaven. So what am I saying? Y'all, everybody on here has a scroll written before you were sent here. You have a calling upon you. And believe me, the cloud of witnesses and the angels, the angels that are around you have written, read your scroll. They know your assignment and they know your calling. They're waiting for you to come into alignment and to, to tap in to uh, what has been written about you because there is things that we have yet to see coming to the earth. There's powers, there's giftings, there's a move, there's things that we, without the power and the Duma's power of things that we have not yet seen in our time of the move, of the Holy spirit, the latter rain movement that the, the Joel two, the acts two that God talked about the latter days, pouring out his spirit on all flesh. We we're talking about a move of God. That's the power of the Holy spirit above and beyond what's normal. And if you want to kind of maybe talk about the, you know, we can talk about the giftings. We can talk about the Holy Spirit in us. We can talk about that. But I'm talking about a move of God in the power of the Holy Spirit. A uh, move of God in the power of the Holy Spirit. We're already in the beginning stages. I think since about 2020, we had kind of two moves, right? We had what well, we all know is 2020. But we also had this online revival. Churches had to do things differently and think outside the box. And a number of churches also closed, but we had to adapt quickly. And so we've been in this international connection remotely, no matter how much censorship takes place, even in the United States of America, the word of God does not return back void. We throw it out there. We speak it out there. We decree, declare it. We put it online. It goes out in the atmosphere and it's, it's all for his glory and it bears the fruit but we're going to see more, but oftentimes with, with a revival, which is historically, with awakening, there's also a, call it a judgment, if you will, call it uh, tribulation. You know, there there's negative things going on, but God, but God, you know, there's that scripture that says, when the enemy uh, comes in like a flood, the Holy Spirit. Yeah, well, actually, actually, our, our comma is in the wrong place. When the enemy comes in, then like a flood, the Holy Spirit comes. <laughs> Come on, right. The Holy Spirit comes as a flood, Amen. not the enemy. So in the days ahead, let me just say this. We're seeing a showdown coming. And I've been prophesying with my friend, John Natale, that there's he and I both are seeing and, and sharing these things, that there's a showdown coming and that we're ascending Mount Carmel and some things ha have to take place in order for the prophets of Baal to receive their justice. Right now, too many Americans are looking at praying for justice as God is doing some exposure, but other things has to have to take place first before the justice. They have to be seen as impotent, as powerless. You know, the, the fire of God has to come and then they'll receive their justice. So we're in this moment in just these couple months where there's a sh shift in this change and the enemy's going to throw some shade. Okay, they're going to lie, but we can see through it. We have the discerning of spirits and we don't need to live in fear. Fear not, says the Lord. Fear not. 
the media will give us fear, 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 fear. What we need, we need the opposite spirit. We need love, love, hope. And we operate in that. And we're going to see more signs and wonders. It's not about us. It's about Jesus through us. So, so the signs and wonders, as I shared earlier, will follow us and we'll see more notable healings, miracles, signs, and wonders. The apostle Paul, he wore sweat rags and then he's praying all day as a tent maker, but the anointing is on the sweat rag. People come take the rag. People are healed. People, the, the demonized are set free through this. How does that work? I have no idea. It's act of faith, the anointing of the Holy spirit. We're going to see more when that woman with the issue of blood touched the hem of Jesus garment, she was healed. He didn't have to pray for her. She pulled on the anointing and was healed from many years of bleeding. We're going to see more notable signs and wonders, more things that uh, we're going to be astounded. But it's all about Jesus, man. And so in the days ahead, there's going to be more notable healings, miracles, signs, and wonders like we've never seen before. It brings to mind that verse he says that um, when the enemy comes in, God raises a higher standard, right? When the enemy comes in, God's not going to allow the enemy to have the last word. He never has. He never will. My father's never lost a fight. And we need to walk in knowing who we are, knowing that we're not going to lose, knowing that when Jesus said it was finished, we already have the victory and that the end of the story has already been written. We're, we're, we're just walking out the plan. We're just walking out because there's people, because a man's free will, it's all about man's free will because a man's free will, there's lost people out there that have chosen wrong and they've been in the darkness and they need to see the light. They need to see the love of God. They need to see the goodness of God that have to come in. And we're here for, we're here behind enemy lines for calling. Right. And, it's, it's the move of God. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. It's his working, his plan. And God never sends his soldiers behind enemy lines without well being well supplied and well able to, to con, uh, confront and be victorious in your mission. And we're talking about the power and the move of the Holy Spirit because without him, we can do nothing. Right. So we have to walk. We can't be double minded. We have to walk and knowing who we are, knowing what we have available to us. And we have to get uh we have to walk in the spirit, not the, the soul, not the mind, will, and emotions, because the enemy is going to attack the mind, will, and emotions. And I'm kind of segueing into a, a one little thing before I shift out of this. The mind, will, and emotions kind of get in the way, and we choose wrong, or we, or we operate out of an emotions, which can lead us wrong, or we try to figure it out, which God's ways is higher in our ways. And we try to, if we can't see it or figure it out, then we run into a roadblock, self-made, or we are we are we tried to um uh, we want to see it instead of going by faith or 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 are we our will we just deliberately choose to do our own thing right and so the, the spirit the holy spirit that dwells within our spirit has to through the unction and the power of the holy spirit has to get a control of the mind will and emotions right and so we can kind of talk a little bit about walking in the spirit walking in anticipation knowing that we have a calling, knowing that without him, we can do nothing, but it's the spirit walking in the spirit, not something that we just a break glass or a red button that we just grab to in emergencies, but something that we walk in, something that we are, something that we carry with us. It's who we are. We decrease, it increases, and we become transformed into his image by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Just drop, mic drop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. And we go ahead. We just need more people to be surrendered. You know, be surrendered, be open, be available, partner with the Holy Spirit, walk in the fruit of the Spirit, which the fruit of the Spirit is one fruit, and that fruit is love, 
but the attributes of love are joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. And we need more people to get that revelation, rendered to Jesus, communing with him every single day, receiving whatever he wants and obeying what he wants to do in you and through you and everywhere you go. You know, the goal of the Christian and Christian life is not to get to heaven. The goal should be bringing heaven to earth and walking in that dominion, walking in that power, glorifying Jesus through it and not being afraid to, of what's going on in media around the world, you know, wars, all that, you know, I've been to a couple of wars myself. Okay. Uh, but the, we need to pursue Jesus, encounter him face to face and see him high and lifted up. You know, we, we don't have to be afraid of the days ahead. We walk in the authority. Jesus gave us the authority to trample on snakes and scorpions, to cast out demons, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to see people's lives change and transform. And, you know, too often men have too many methods marketing, you name it. I mean, there's nothing that's not bad to, to market some things and get the word out there, but be reliant on the Holy Spirit. When it comes to the kingdom, God brings the increase and the Holy Spirit is given without measure, as I'd said earlier, without measure. So how much of the Holy Spirit do you want? You can have as much of him or as little of him as you want. But when you truly surrender, because we surrender our, our minds and they're they're renewed and transformed by the renewal of our mind, you know, we reflect his image. But when people look at us, they should no longer see us. They should see love through us and they should see Jesus in everything that we say and do. Amen. And that's great. It's uh, man, this is so good. And uh, man, uh, I, I want to, you know, when I. When, at one time when I saw that um, Ken Clement, Bob Jones, Billy Graham, John Paul Jackson, and all these guys in a short order went wham, 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 wham. And, and, and they went to heaven, right? And I'm like, God, we need our generals down here. And then, oh, what's going on? What's going on? And he goes, no. He says, they're going to do greater works and uh, damage in the cloud of witnesses. And, um, and so and God was kind of giving me a glimpse of what was going on. So we had these generals that have been called up, generals now. I'm talking about generals of our time were called up into the cloud of witnesses because they're very active. They're more active and they're doing more damage to the kingdom of darkness where they're at than they were here on the earth. And they're, why? Because there's things that are getting to be released in the power of the Holy Spirit through the, for the ecclesia to do for such a time that our generals are in a higher position. They've been elevated. They've been promoted. And so we have to be walking in uh, readiness. We have to come into alignment. We have to know that in the spirit realm, the, the angels are already in battle array. The, the resources that are needed for the coming season are already ready to be released. And we have to understand who we are, the authority that we carry, and that with the power of the Holy Spirit, there is nothing that we can't do. God will never send you on assignment. There's not a uh, a divine appointment. There's not a, a an encounter at work. There's not a counter on the highway in your household or wherever God sends you, wherever your footsteps ground, that you cannot change atmospheres, that you cannot uh, occupy, that you cannot command the scorpions to be under your feet if you know who you are in the power of the Holy Spirit, because without him, we can do nothing. And so there's a positioning thing here. There's a, there's a part that you have to play. There's a part that you, and here, and I'm also going to throw some words out here. And this is for the audience as well as for Jarrett, because I'm, I want y'all to start getting ready 
if you have a question to ask Jared before we before we shift into a, a little bit of ministry as the Holy Spirit leads, Ed, to ask him. But here's some um, things that kind of came to me, and so y'all can ask him these questions. Get ready. But I had these words that came up, and um, of course it was ask, seeking, and knocking. Press as a pressing in, and that's kind of what I was talking about—a pressing in, in that secret place, in that positioning to receive more, to to, to come in hunger, to ask, seek, and knock more of you, less of me. Uh, ask, seeking, and knocking, a pressing in, or a waiting, or a resting, a knowing, and receiving, overflow, power. Mess to a message. Past, present, and future alignment is the plan. Victory. That's the words I kind of summed up to kind of segue into questions that you may have in what I see uh, being a necessary subject matter for such a time. Amen. Amen. Anybody has anything that they want to say? Amen. Questions? Or Jared, did you want to go ahead and add anything? Uh, Why... And, and we could have done this at the end, but Jared, go ahead while we, while people coming up with their questions or whatever. Here's one here, right here. Okay, we'll just go ahead. Jared, do you pray in tongues? If so, how often do you do it for how long? Oh, great question. <clears throat> so early on, uh, I received uh, speaking in tongues, the baptism of the Holy Spirit when I was 18 years old. And my the guy who laid hands on me, Sam, who was there as the Holy Spirit, filled me as Jesus baptized me. He said, pray in it every single day. So every single day, uh, whether it's five minutes, walking down the road, driving, whatever it was, I'll, I'll pray in the spirit. Uh, but there was a, a time for about two years where me and a group of friends, it wasn't a covenant, but for two years, we committed to praying in tongues for two hours every day. And it became a lifestyle. So that doesn't, for at the time, I was setting aside two hours, boom, and, uh, amongst biblical meditation, prayer, sunbathing, S-O-N, in the presence of Jesus. And I'll, I'll tell you what, those two years built my future ministry. I could feel myself. There are supernatural ex- encounters and supernatural experiences that took place. The language shifted. It grew. It, you know, I, I've written on how to develop uh, some people. Didn't like that art developing your spiritual prayer language more. And that's just through speaking it, through practicing it, through through doing it every single day, and even learning how to interpret your personal private prayer language. In time, you know, I started working. So there were two years where it was two hours a day, amongst other spiritual disciplines. But then I started working as a lifeguard, just praying in tongues. I don't know how much time. I don't want to put time on it, but I've encouraged people. I've seen thousands of people receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They receive tongues, uh, many of them through that encounter. And I just encourage them, you know, uh, do what's best for you, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, if you need to set aside time, you know, whatever. But I can tell you what I prayed into 20 years ago, what I'm doing now through those two hours a day. And that's just my personal experience. So ask the Holy Spirit to show you what, what he wants. If Sometimes you start uh, having these supernatural encounters. There's some breakthroughs. Sometimes it feels like the heavens are brass. Keep going. Keep being persistent. And try it for five minutes. Try it for 10 minutes. Try try it while you're driving. I I, I pray in tongues even in my dreams. My wife will do this and like you're you're doing that again, you know. And because I've learned even when I'm in my dreams, I, I interact in my dreams. I expect. I, I don't take dreams for granted anymore. And I interact in my dreams. I get a lot of information. I get a lot of 
God speaks to me often in my dreams, but I've learned even in warfare or being even in my dreams that I'm being tested or stretched to, uh, I've been praying in tongues, but where, where am I going? There'll be times that'll come in your life, even so in the future that you will not know what to do. You will have no answers. You won't even know what to pray for. That is a weapon that you should pull right at your tool bag and go right into the prayer language. You don't have to figure it out. You don't have to have the answers. You just tap into the one that does. And praying in tongues can be strategic or it can be habit. And I'm, I make it a habit. I do it when I sleep or I, I'm driving down the road or, or when I go to church, almost every time I go to church, you know, I'm praying in tongues and, and because um, it builds up yourself. And, and the Bible says praying in tongues will build you up in holy faith. In other words, you want to go faith to faith and glory to glory, pray in the prayer language. The more, the better. Um, there was another question on here that was asking, Jared, do you have the gift of interpretations? Yeah, uh, but it's God. It's God's gift. It's, you know, when and and we don't have the time to get into some of the differences between that personal private prayer language and the public gift of speaking in tongues, which is connected to the prophetic. And that public gift needs to be interpreted when it's for all to hear. You know, and and again, there's protocols and some churches have different rules and regulations on that. But I learned, I think really the way I want to answer this is I learned how to interpret tongues by praying in tongues in the secret place. I would ask, you know, because it's, it's awesome. Prayer is a two-way conversation. I pray, I listen, he talks, right? Praying in tongues. You know, I, I just learned early on. I pray in tongues and I'd be like, Holy Spirit, what did I say? And he'd tell me what I, what I prayed. And oftentimes it's praise. Oftentimes it's prayer, but there's so, so many other things about it. I think I should probably write another book in the future uh, about some of the variations and, and the types, uh, if, if you will, of, Hey, sometimes it's very militant. Sometimes it switches to a different dialect and sometimes it's just really soft. Uh, but that's, that's a whole other conversation, you know, but uh, just, if you don't have the gift of interpretation, ask if you don't have, if there's a spiritual gift that you truly want to glorify Jesus with, ask, ask, and you have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, and he could use you in numerous ways. Be open and available to him. I'm loving these questions, brother. This yeah. is awesome. I will say this. I don't believe all um, prayer prayers in the spirit are for, for interpretation. Of course, if you're in church and you're and it's an elevated, there's many. So let's just go to this. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, evidence of speaking of tongues. In tongues, there's many applications. There's a prayer language. There's prophesying. There's different things. You can go to another country, and God can speak in that their language where they can understand and comprehend yeah. or whatever. There's, you just so don't say people say, well, that's not, that's not biblical. That's not biblical. There's no interpretation. They had they lack understanding that there's multiple applications of speaking in tongues. There's sometimes it calls for interpretation. Sometimes it don't. Sometimes you pray in tongues and it's supposed to be secret so the enemy can't hear and understand it. And mm -hmm. the Bible says that it intercedes on our behalf that we cannot do. Or we it's beyond us to figure out and understand. And sometimes it's not even for us to know or understand because things in a heavenly realm are far complex and in a higher level than our comprehension. And yeah. so uh, interpretation is is as needed and it's led and it's unction right god will can't always believe that you're always going to get an interpretation there was one who was asking in here let me see if i can go back to it it's kind of scroll down um it was asking that when you were called jared did you receive multiple words of who you are in god from others in other words when you were coming into a calling i guess it's talking about a calling did you have multiple people like say this is you this is what you're calling or was it more a personal type thing well 
I guess there's been different seasons at the very beginning. It was more just me listening to him, spending time with him. We, we had this prophet of God come through our discipleship school and I really wanted him to prophesy over me. He didn't, I'd never really been around it before. He was the first one that I'd ever really seen in action before. And he prophesied, it seemed like he prophesied over everybody except me. He, he lay hands on people and they automatically received the baptism with the Holy Spirit. He prophesied over people. People would fall down in the spirit when he'd pray for them. Nothing happened to me. But that just made me want to spend more time with Jesus. You know, so for me, there were, and I was young and I was around a lot of young people. So prophetic words were more confirmation, uh, Bible verses, that kind of a thing. Very encouraging, comforting, edifying. Uh, but it, I've had seasons where uh, I'm just listening. And then there are other seasons where there are prophets who will call you out. There are prophets who will prophesy over you. There are friends who will prophesy over you. Even my, even my wife will prophesy over me, you know? Uh, and so it's just different times. So, you know, let's make a long story short. At first it was just really just listening. And then in time over the years, you know, a lot of people would prophesy things. I think one of the first, uh, second or third prophet that I'd been around, he, um, he prophesied things I was doing. He prophesied even that I was going to Denny's with my friends. This guy would have no clue, you know, in Bible college. And then he prophesied yeah. my future. He prophesied that I would reach large numbers for the kingdom of God. And he saw radio and television. Now, here it is 15, 16 years later, and I was on radio. And now I've got some interviews. You know, I podcast a lot. So that's, you know, 20-some years ago podcasting exists. So he used the terminology of the time about radio, podcasting, media, you know, all that. And so he prophesied mm -hmm. the future. And, you know, it's just, it's also confirming, you know, at the time I knew, yeah, that's what God was calling me to do. But then uh, I wasn't doing it. It took years. It took years of character formation. It took years of fire. It took years of pain. You know, their uh, life is pretty brutal, but uh been transformed i've been refined by the fire and i i just want to glorify him so i want to encourage everybody whatever you're going through listen to the still small voice uh don't always expect a word from someone the best word you can get besides the scripture is between you and jesus you can receive prophetic words straight from jesus to yourself if you're i would just add to that if you're chasing people more than your uh of prophetic giftings or um or more than you're chasing the gift. I mean, the giver of the gifts. In other words, if you're, if you're not spending time and it shouldn't even be close. It shouldn't be like, well, I spent five minutes with Jesus. Now I'm going to go chase this prophetic person for five minutes. It should be that you're spending hours a day I mean, because even when you're going down the road or you're at work or, you know, go read the book of my brother Lawrence practicing the presence. He was washing dishes, sweeping the floor, whatever he was doing, he was spending time with God. In other words, he included him even on the simple things. It was a relationship that he didn't break fellowship with. And so that should be more important to you than you chasing other people. And and when, when I tell people that if you're not praying and seeking God for yourself, don't go asking for prophetic words and all that should be a confirmation. In other words, if God's telling a prophet or, or somebody that's gifted or, or having a dream that he wants to get you a message, believe me, you, he will send a messenger to you. And you won't have to chase him. God knows where you're at at all times, and he'll come and he'll give you the message that you have. As a matter of fact, you probably get it in a secret place or you'll get it in a dream and then you'll get confirmation later. That should be the norm 
but it seems like most Christians have got it backwards. They want to chase different names or, or whatever, and people that are, um, you know, we have to be aware. God says in the last days there'll be many false teachers, false prophets, false. And when somebody's out there and they'll throw words out there so often, and they and they fall into the ground, or or they or they're self promoters, or they are they are they are they they seem to be pushing selling items and, and and more concerned about the money or they go to a church and the, and and they'll do their little time and then they slip out the back and they don't want to spend time with the people that should be evidence of, to you of somebody that's not having a heart to minister you know if you're not an inter if you're not an intercessor or you don't have a heart of love or compassion for people you're not called into the ministry you're not it's not a business and you should be a fruit inspector is where i'm going and not be about chasing people down a cult of personalities or um i call it being under shadow of men be careful being under shadow of men especially in these time and season there is uh what the bible says they're hirelings out there they're not the good shepherd they're hirelings and when things get bad and rough they're they're gone right and so look for somebody that has a heart to minister somebody that loves people well and wants to serve right not just chasing people down and um and 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 trying to get stuff from other people. Another thing I will tell you, when I was when I go to churches, when I first got into the Pentecostal church and I left the Baptist church, after God revealed Himself to me, I, I was like, I, I was like, hey, I want what you got, man. I, and I was like chasing people, chasing books, and ch I, I was so hungry, but I didn't know what I didn't know. And God had to show Himself to me, and I had to become mature and knowing that it came from Him. And the, I was chasing get the gifts and not the giver of the gifts. Mm -hmm. And then got, I couldn't get anything. I wasn't, I wasn't, ha nothing happened until I learned a relationship. And out of that, I started feeling his heart and compassion and love for people and became a feeler. And once that happened, then the gifting started following, right? So don't get the cart in front of the horse, right? Don't be chasing people down. I will not go to a church and walk through a fire tunnel and just let anybody lay hands on me. Be careful who you allow to lay hands on you. You don't know what that person may have. Now, if I know every one of them people and I know their character and I, I know and I and, and I know who they are, I, I don't mind people imparting into me. But it's going to be because they I know what they have and it's pure and I want uh, an impartation and I and I feel it in the spirit to have an impartation. I will I will I will stand for an impartation. But if you're just one of these people that just want to get everything that you can get or whatever, and you're chasing people with no relationship, then you're broke and you got to and you and you got to step back and, and 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 get along with god and let him have his way not you have your way amen okay. yeah there's there's a lot of comments i can't get all of them because I, I i want people to know this is the first time i think thomas has had someone interviewed so it's an, been an honor and a pleasure and there's a lot of chatting um i yes. know that there's there's something wonky going on earlier but man god's breaking through uh so there's a lot of people commenting and i i hope they're being blessed there was a comment earlier that um it all is about intimacy. I think that sums it up. It's all about intimacy, 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 intimacy with Jesus, intimacy with the Holy Spirit, Amen. intimacy with Father. Uh, for me, I I worship God. I, I love Him, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I relate best to the Holy Spirit, but He He takes my affection as I commune with Him, as I fellowship with Him, as I worship Him, and He puts my affections on Jesus. You know, it's just just fun should I dare say a dance, you know, it's this, you know, between me, Holy Spirit, Jesus, God, the father, you know, I, I just want to encourage people. Intimacy is the key, you know, look to Jesus, Jesus alone. Hey, before we get off of here, I just want to look, 
I've known Jared for a long time. And um, so you can look him up, Jared Lasky on Facebook and um, follow him. He has some great podcasts. He's interviewed some giants. I mean, I'm talking about people that walk with God and he's got numerous, I mean, resources. And um, I, I think I got his um, another book of yours was uh, study guide or, or, or devotional yeah. and then um, your devotional. And then this book here, I was, I was reading it. And so y'all check out Jared's uh, site, the book he's got here, the baptism with the Holy spirit. And you can, um, I know that you can get it on Amazon and I saw it on there and uh, was going to order me a copy when I get off of here. And then um, also the, uh, you can, um, Jared, it, how else can people reach out to you and what, what's a, a good way that people can get a hold of you and what maybe they, you offer? Or, I know you have a site or where they can join or, 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 or whatever. Go ahead. Give me a little bit of that. Yeah. So my website is firebornministries.com. Uh, I think I might have it on here somewhere. There we go. Firebornministries.com. Uh, and people can email me info at firebornministries.com. If you'll get me, I'll respond as soon as I, I possibly can. We, we've got podcasts and resources, you know, Adventures in the Spirit of Jerry Lasky. I've had Thomas on there. I've got a, a teaching and equipping podcast, Spirit Empowered Living, and now a, a prophetic newscast with Prophet John Natale. Uh, and, you know, Global Prophetic News is what's that called. I don't want to overload everybody, but it's all about Jesus. It's all about the Holy Spirit. So I'll I'll email you back. And um, yeah, I, I wrote this book, The Baptism of the Holy Spirit, so that more people can see this biblical truth and make it a reality in their lives and receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So people can order that anywhere. I don't want to I'll take this too much. But. I, I, I'm so amazed at some of the interviews, that not just the people that he has on there, but Jared has a way of pulling things out of people and asking questions. I mean, he's really good at it. And um, um, I mean, like, it's like you watch some of his things are addictive. It's like, man, I'm, I, next thing you know, you've been watching three or four podcasts, but there's, he has such great people and such great interviews that it'd be good to, for y'all to get on there and check it out. And, uh, and you can draw, you can draw some things from these people I'm talking about. I think he had Bill Heyman and, and, and his, uh, mm -hmm. his wife on at one time and Patricia King. And I mean, he's had some great people that he's interviewed and, and you'll see a side, Jared has a way of pulling things out of people and you'll see a side of them that you may have not seen before. And he'll ask really good questions. So go check his site out and go look at some of his podcasts. He's a really good friend. And I highly recommend him. And I'm so blessed that, that God allowed our paths to connect together. And, um, and I'm just excited. I already know that God's got his hand upon him and he's, you have not seen the greatest days yet, Jared. God's going to do some great things with you and raise you up. You're going to have some interviews that uh, I see uh, eventually you having some interviews with some, uh, prof, uh, people in office. I see that there's, uh, that there's going to be a shaking and, 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 and the fire come and there's going to be a thing where, and it's not just you, many people, but I see you interviewing and there's God's going to raise up a standard and there's going to be people that are going to be called up because people are going to not know how, how to solve problems. They're not going to have, they're not going to have answers. The world's not going to have answers. And God's their people are going to seek out people of God that have the anointing upon them. And I see you actually interviewing uh, politicians, senators, congressmen, and people that you're going to be called up. And um, and there's going to be a move of God. And then also to, um, you know, the, the when I see the outpouring 
and I, I could talk about that and it would take a while, but there's going to be uh, all the talk in the media, but God's not going to allow the world's media to get the spotlight. God's going to raise up his own media and you're going to be a part of that. And so you Amen. just keep pressing forward and watch what God does. Amen. Amen. Thank you so very much, brother. It's an honor and a pleasure. <laughs> And so, hey, thanks for, for everybody for joining tonight and coming on. And then uh, you know how I do. If y'all got any questions or ministry, you can sidebar me or go ahead and message. I'll jump off of here and I, I do one-on-ones or if you want to schedule a Zoom, go ahead and do that. And um, and then reach out to Jared too. Let him know that you appreciate him and uh, take a look at his book. And uh, you know what? The book is so loaded. I was looking at it and I was like, going. Jared's only asking what, eight bucks for his book? I said, Dad, going, you ought to be asking 18 bucks for that book, right? And I'm like, for eight bucks, man, y'all ought to go in there and buy them books up before he raises the price up. I'm telling you, once they start going, the first edition, he's got to print more, the price will go up. So go ahead and get your copy now while it's still at $8. And uh, I appreciate y'all. And, and uh, Jared, I hope uh, to hear from you again soon, brother. Yeah, man. Pleasure. Blessing. Thank you so much for listening to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky, a podcast that activates you to live the supernatural life. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and share it with your friends. Leave a five-star rate and review, which helps us reach more people with the love and power of the Holy Spirit and partner with us at firebornministries.com. And may you live your best spirit-empowered life and have your own adventures in the Holy Spirit.